1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger.
2: Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, Uh, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for a Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. I'm afraid. I admit this. We'll just get right into it, shall we? Because listen, usually when you got good fun stuff to talk about and my hair doesn't look like it's thinning like it is, I want to just shoot the shit, right? I want to talk about fun stuff, but... I don't think we can do that because what I have to tell you is very important. It's almost like a warning. It's almost like if I take you back to elementary school and remember how they made you listen intently when there was a tornado drill. You got to like hide in the corner under the table. This is that. That is this. The doomsday scenario could be coming for you. Detroit Lions fans, 97 won the ticket listeners, daily ticket subscribers and followers, please review and download all that good stuff. I really appreciate it. Thank you. But I want to explain this to you because I do owe that to you. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's the kinds of people that believe in SOL, and then there's the kinds of people that hate people that believe in SOL. But we all know what SOL is and we all know what it means. And if we're talking about it right now, when the Lions are nine and four, we all know we could be in trouble. And we saw this coming. We did. We didn't want to talk about it. We didn't want to feed it oxygen. We didn't want to put it into the ether. But we saw it coming. And I think I figured it out to tell you the truth. SOL, I consider the greatest writer of our generation. I mean, how else do you think up of the stuff that he's thought up unless you're just a great writer, great playwright? SOL really has the ability to make things happen, to really entertain you. And if you're a fan of any other team, it's probably pretty fucking entertaining. But considering you're fans of the Lions, it's just disheartening and nauseating, right? But SOL's been doing this to us for pretty much my whole life and your whole life. And again, if you are an SOL non-believer, I'm sorry, but we got to do this. I picture same old lions. let's call him Sal, shall we, as a male walking amongst us, dressed up like Columbo, trench jacket, cigar, hat. And this man, or whatever he is, comes up with the craziest scenarios ever. Whether it's Aaron Rodgers throwing the Hail Mary or Jim Schwartz throwing the challenge flag or whether it's Caldwell not knowing the rules. I mean, I'm not going to do this again. You know it. I know it. S.O.L. is the greatest writer of our lifetime. And I now think I know what happened. There was recently a writer strike in Hollywood. S.O.L. left the Lions alone. Started off 9-2. and two. Everything's fantastic. Everybody's excited. People thinking Super Bowl in one seed. But now all of a sudden, the writer strike is over. SOL has gotten back to work. And the Lions have lost two of their last three. And we talked about the scenario yesterday on the podcast. Could you imagine if the Lions this season were to start eight and two and finish one and six, the exact opposite of last season, where they started one and six and finished eight and two. That would be horrifying, right? But that's also the great genius of SOL, I would assume. So S.O.L. is back to work. The writers are back to work. Great to see, right? Our TV shows might be coming back. And I can't help but to think that his greatest work is coming for us this season. The doomsday scenario, I like to call it. Because all season long, we've been enjoying ourselves and we've been really living like fans of other teams have lived in the past. Winning football games, winning by double digits, no threat of missing the postseason, going to win the division, going to get a home playoff game, going to get so many of the the issues off our plate. Whether it's can't win a division or can't have a home playoff game or can't win a playoff game, you know, the stuff that we talk about way too much, right? And all that stuff was totally not just possible, but it was going to happen, it seems like. And it still can. Without a doubt, it still can. But now, as the moments tick by, and Saturday is coming our way, like a speeding train against the Denver Broncos, are you afraid of the doomsday scenario? You're probably wondering what it is. Are you afraid that the Lions blow this division? It would truly be amazing if they did. They're two games up on the Vikings. At the recording of this, they're three games up on the Packers. But the Packers have a game to play tonight in the Giants. I got to believe they win that game. If they don't, it's good news for the Lions. But the Packers have been playing some great football. They're trying to win four in a row. The doomsday scenario is pretty simple, people. It's living like you're going to win the division making plans for that first home playoff game in 30 years, and then realizing one day that the Packers win it or the Vikings win it. Whoever wins it, but it sure in the hell ain't you. After the Lions lost to the Bears, I've started worrying about this division. I've started worrying that the one thing that we counted on all season long, having a home playoff game for the first time in 30 years isn't going to happen. Do you know over the last seven games, the last seven games, the Lions have really played bad football? I mean, it's true. So when people say, well, they're just not playing well now, or they're not playing well since the bye. No, they haven't played well since the Baltimore game. That was eight weeks ago, if you count the bye months of bad football mediocre football if I'm being kind and usually that is not a good sign heading into the last four games of the season first six games of the season when we were happy the Lions defense gave up 18 points a game that's pretty good the last seven games of the season when we've been sadder Lions defense have given up 29 points So the Lions D over the last seven games gives up 11 more points a game. That's two possessions. That's killer. Do you know that four games remain on the schedule? Detroit's next four games are against teams that are winning teams. They're a combined 31-19. and The Broncos, the Vikings twice, and at Dallas, which I give the Lions no shot of winning. See, Dallas against Philly, like, I don't even want to play that game. Can they cancel that game? Just count it as a loss and move on. Remember when we talked about what a cake schedule the Lions had? Like, the Vikings sucked. They started, like, 1-4, 1-5. The Broncos, like, totally blew. They gave up 70 to the Dolphins. Remember when we were idiots and we talked about, like, oh, my God, the Lions have such an easy schedule. We're not going to just win the division. We're going to the Super Bowl. God, I feel like a moron, don't you? Do you know that the Lions, not only can't they stop anybody, but they turn over the football at a ridiculous alarming rate. 11 turnovers in the last seven games. And then you get the Jared Goff. And I understand he's a polarizing cat. I get it. Before the season, people wanted to pay him for his work last season in the last 10 games of the year. Now maybe you don't want to pay him. But I don't even care about the contract right now. I just care about winning football games. And Jared Goff is not playing good football. It's that simple. Since week seven, 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions, six fumbles, he's been sacked 15 times. Like, fuck. Really? Lions also can't run the football consistently without Frank Ragnow, who, by the way, I don't believe is coming back anytime soon. Like, I don't think you're going to get him against Denver. It's not a season-ending injury. But no Frank is a problem. And Graham Glasgow filling in for Frank, you saw already some of those exchanges, including a fumble deep in Lions territory that resulted in the Chicago score on Sunday. So that's not good. Another thing that isn't good, The last seven games, and this is staggering, people, last seven games, the Lions have committed 40 penalties, 40. That's over five a game. It's undisciplined football. It's how Dan Campbell started his press conference on Sunday after the loss. You're not going to win a lot of football games when you're getting so much yellow laundry on the field and you're screwing up your drives offensively and defensively. Let's be honest. And then we get to the third quarter. The third quarter is so bad for Detroit. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to get better at it. But the Lions, get this, this is horrifying. We're talking about this doomsday scenario, right? Remember the movie Armageddon? Where the asteroid was coming for the earth? Steven Tyler's daughter, Liv, was in that movie. Ben Affleck was dating her. Remember he went up to the asteroid and they solved it? Steven Tyler sang that song. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. I'm sorry. I apologize. But damn, do I love Steven Tyler. Anyway, Armageddon, the asteroid, coming right for us. The doomsday scenario. It's coming right for us. You scared yet? You should be. I don't know how you're going to sleep. Anyway, the third quarter. The Lions are a minus 39-point differential. Teams are outscoring Detroit in the third quarter by 39 points. That sucks. They also are a minus nine turnover differential. Nine more turnovers in the third quarter than any other team they play. That sucks. And it's not like the Lions get home on the quarterback either. They don't sack the quarterback. Now, I thought Sunday's game, the defense actually was rather okay. They just couldn't tackle to save their life. But I thought they did a nice job on Justin Fields. I really did. Like, the first two drives, Fields got you like he normally does. But after that, the Lions got home, what, three times? Three sacks. Kaminsky got him one time. Jalen reeves Maven got him one time. Aiden Hutchinson got him another time. I thought it was good defense. I did. But it doesn't change the fact that the Lions over the last seven games just don't get to the quarterback. They did against the Raiders, but that was in a game literally a day before they were going to fire their head coach and most of their staff. So I don't know how much, what's the word, goodness you take out of that. And then it gets a little scarier because when you look at my doomsday scenario, and it's not just mine, hopefully it's not ours, of the Lions blowing this division, do you know that the Broncos, who the Lions play on Saturday, they have forced 19 turnovers in the last eight games. 19 turnovers against a Lions team that's just (coughs) coughing up the football left and right. Against Jared Goff, who's... (coughs) Here, take it. I don't want it. I have small hands. Take the football. I'll fumble it. Here, I'll put it out there. Just hit it out of my hands. You can have it. The Broncos force turnovers. The Lions are glad to turn over the football. Seems like doomsday Saturday to me, doesn't it? I don't know how anybody is still confident that you're going to win this division. If you're confident right now, if you got to this part of this video or this podcast there, I'll give you something more. Did I mention that the Lions are giving up an opposing quarterback rating of 92.1 to whoever goes against them? That means they're making other quarterbacks look really, really good. Guys, I think Valente said it best on the radio. What do the Lions do well other than cough up the football other than suck in the third quarter? Like honestly, that team we watched in the first six weeks, that was fun. They dominated teams. They won by double digits. We truly believed. Now we're just hanging on. Go back to the Armageddon reference. Steven Tyler's singing to you right now. Also, what happened to Ben Johnson? Has the league figured Ben Johnson out? Now, don't get me wrong. The Lions are still scoring points. But it's hard to get over 62 combined yards in the second half at Soldier Field on Sunday, isn't it? Like, Ben Johnson seems like on first down, the play calls are predictable. Seems like they're not on schedule anymore. Seems like they're looking at a lot of third and fourth longs, which, by the way, is not a recipe for success or to move the football. I don't get it. Also, what about Jamison Williams? What about Jamison Williams? Can we find a way to get JMO the football? We saw what he did against the Saints. They tried it again against the Bears, and he got popped. Goff tried to hit him one more time. Other than that, like honestly, J-Mo is so fast, and he's proven to you he can hang on to the football. Get him involved. And Amon Ross St. Brown hasn't been as good over the last couple games against the Bears, 21 yards receiving, against the Saints, 49 yards receiving. Is he hurt? I don't know. He was uncharacteristically dropping the football against the Bears on Sunday. He's a great receiver. I'm very happy he's a Lion. He's awesome. And he's really bailed the Lions out out of a lot of jams. But maybe you need to get a little more creative, Ben Johnson. Maybe you need to figure out a way to get number nine more involved. So what do you think? I've just listed off, I feel, 10 to 11 things, why the Lions suck now. Maybe that's not fair of me. Are you concerned about... The Vikings or the Packers catching you? Are you concerned about the asteroid from Armageddon coming to smack you in the face? Are you concerned about blowing this division? I mean, let's be completely honest. We've waited 30 years to win a division. We've waited 30 years for a home playoff game. To other towns, it might not be the biggest of deals. Big deal, win a playoff game. Big deal, get a home playoff game. Detroit, if you could do that this season... It's a successful season. It crosses off a bunch of your to-do list. And next year, you add some defensive help in the offseason. Brad Holmes gets the cooking. And hopefully, you're a much better football team. But this year, if you don't win a playoff game, if you don't win the division, especially when you got a two- or three-game lead, depending on who you're looking at, the Vikings or the Packers, it's a total colossal failure. It's the doomsday scenario. Packers have an easy-ass schedule. They play one winning team in their next five. That's the Vikings. Now, the Vikings actually have a tough schedule. They got to play Green Bay. They got to play a resurgent Cincinnati team that Jake Browning is killing it with. And they got to play Detroit tough. So if you make me choose who I'm more afraid of, I'm more afraid of the Packers. I do believe that Matt LaFleur loves, loves Jordan Love. I also believe that Aaron Rodgers called that offense for the longest time. And now that LaFleur has a little control in that offense, I think we're seeing how good the Packers are. And Jordan loves a true stud, if you ask me. It's like they all figured it out. I'm petrified of the Packers. It went from watching the Packers against the Lions in a home playoff game to the Packers catching you. Now, maybe this video is totally stupid because when you're watching it, maybe the Packers will have lost last night. I don't know. But as it stands right now, and it's uh, 347 on a Monday, I'm petrified of the Packers, not so much of the Vikings. Not to mention, you've got four games left. We talked about they're all against winning teams, right? you got to win at least two of them. Your magic number is three. So any combination of you winning and the second-place team in the division losing three times, you're going to win the division, first time in 30 years. But if you win just one, the Packers are going to win the division. If you win none, go 0 for 4 Packers are going to win the division. If you win two, two and two seems doable, right? You beat the Broncos, you beat the Vikings, you lose at the Cowboys, you lose at the Vikings, right? Two and two, and then the second-place team loses once you win the division. Two and two gets you to 11 wins. That wins you to the division, in my mind. Three wins, duh. Four wins, fantastic. Without a doubt, you win the division, Right? But it's one or no wins. Now, to be fair, Dan Campbell in 23 games, the last 23 games, there's no losing skids. After losing a game, they always start a new winning streak.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
3: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: So hopefully that continues. But you got to find a way to at least go two and two in the next four. And if you do, I think you'll win the division and you can exhale. And whoever you take on in the postseason, whether it's the Rams or whether it's the Vikings or whether it's the Packers or the Seahawks, whatever the case is, who cares? Just win that game and you got a whole lot less pressure on you. But the doomsday scenario currently, I feel, is coming right at us. You not winning the division. Is it something you're afraid of? Let me know. I'm afraid of it. I'm petrified. Then again, I'm kind of soft. I admit that. Let's get to some comments, shall we? The last Daily Ticket, it was all about should the Lions press the panic button. It was a reaction to the Bears' loss. And it's interesting because on YouTube, I feel people are more positive. But the comments I got, man, are they negative. And I agree with you. And people agree with me. Like for instance, let me just read some of these. I don't really have any good or bad comments today. I just got a whole bunch of reaction to the Lions struggling. This one comes from YouTube, not tube. It says, we've done it before. Started six and two, finished one and seven, two thousand seven. And ironically enough, the win to get us to six and two was a 44-7 absolute route of the Denver Broncos at home. I was at that game. Even after the win, people were negative. I was like, why is everybody so down? Well, the following weeks explained it. How about this one? This one comes from John Goodwin, 5420. Says, you're right. Anyone could see this coming. Going back to the Seattle loss. Brad has allowed our O-line to limp around for two years due to injuries. Brad also knew that our D-line had been broke for some time. Instead of fixing it, he waits till after the trade deadline and brings in 36-year-olds. We are now going to have to wait until spring. Now, he's right about that. I mean, we talked about the trade deadline. And the 36-year-old he's talking about is Bruce Irving. Now, you will get him back, it seems like, because he had a bum ankle. That's the reason he didn't play against Chicago. But absolutely right. Like Montez Sweat, who was all over Jared Goff on Sunday, was one of the guys that the Bears, a losing team, acquired at the trade deadline. Then they signed him to a long-term deal. You couldn't use Montez Sweat on your team. You couldn't use Chase Young on your team. Have you seen the Niners since Young went out to the Bay Area? They don't lose. They haven't lost. Now you can say, oh, that's because uh, Trent Williams is healthy now, and Debo Samuels is healthy, and Christian McCaffrey, and I would agree. But since Young has joined them, they have over 23 sacks. Chase hasn't got a whole lot of them. But by him being out there, you got to account for him. I mean, my goodness, could you imagine Chase on this defensive line? Aiden on one side, Chase on the other. I think it would have done a whole lot of good to helping this team win the division. How about one more? This one from Austin Bros. Truly a disappointing run of Lions football. They really need to get it together before they mess around and lose out. Scared for the Dallas game. Now feel that Dallas pass trust will eke off alive. I agree with them, Austin, you make good sense. Absolutely. It's time to panic a little bit. The doomsday scenario is coming to write for us. Again, think Armageddon. Think Armageddon, people. Think Steven Tyler singing that sappy ballad because I miss you, baby, and I don't want to miss a thing. Sorry, I'll never do that again, I promise. Are you afraid of the doomsday scenario? Tomorrow on the Daily Ticket, we have somebody that's been on the Daily Ticket before come on and try to calm us all down. If the Packers win tonight, so you'll be watching this, we'll say last night, if the Packers go to the Giants and win, which I do believe they're going to, we're going to have Sparky from WSSP come on. Covers the Packers, does a great job. Everybody talked to him. He's going to give us reasons why I'm overreacting, why I'm being way too dramatic. He's going to talk you off the ledge. So if the Packers beat the Giants, which I do believe they will, they're a six-point favorite, then we'll get Sparky on on a Wednesday to up. Uh, To pretty much say everything opposite of what I've already said. So that will be on a Wednesday, guys. It's fun. Enjoy your Tuesday. And we'll catch you the next time on the Daily Ticket. Also, by the way, very quickly, I did throw out the idea. Wojo versus Stoney in ticket trivia. People seem like they're in on it. People want to watch it. People want to witness it. So I'm going to set it up. I'll let you know how that's going. All right. In the meantime, please follow, subscribe review, rate, all that kind of good stuff that you do with the podcast. It's been a pleasure as always. I hope I didn't scare you too much. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.